We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. We're super happy that you are here today. We're going to be tackling a big topic, and that is procrastination. How to avoid <laughs> procrastinating and falling into this trap of procrastination when it comes to your writing projects. So writing is a big job. It is, there's a lot of different parts to the writing process, whether you are plotting, outlining, creating character profiles, um, whether you're actually in the first drafting process, or maybe even in the revisions process, no matter what stage of the writing process you're at, it takes grit and perseverance to continue down this path, to continue this journey. And I think we all can relate to as writers, we can all relate to that feeling of hesitation and procrastination when it comes to um, writing, <laughs> writing in any part of the writing process. Um, so how do we deal with that? Kate and I are addressing that topic today as authors, as writers who have been at this for many years. Um, we have definitely encountered that that hurdle in our journey mm -hmm. and overcome it and learned from the experience of overcoming it. So we're going to kind of just talk organically about this whole topic today and share some of our best tips and our experiences in overcoming writing procrastination. So that's today's topic. I think that you guys will get a lot out of this episode, so I'm excited to get into it. But first, we have to thank our sponsors who are you guys. You're the ones who support this show and keep it going. And we so appreciate your help. So if you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this podcast alive and free of interruptions. Okay, let's dive right into it. So procrastination, what do you think is like the number one reason why writers feel this sense of like hesitation and reluctance when you think about writing <laughs> any step of the journey really, but specifically the writing part, like right. the, the drafting process, what do you think is like the biggest challenge or um, hesitation? Like the reason why writers feel this hesitation? I think the number one thing is that we're building up a negative atmosphere in our minds mm. in relation to our writing we have allowed ourselves to fall into a negative mental loop, whether it's negative self-talk being generated by us or negative talk we've heard from someone else or somewhere else that we've adopted and allowed ourselves to dwell on and adopt as our own principle, as our own thought. Yeah. And so we've cultivated these feelings of you know, what if I don't feel inspired? What if the writing's not good enough? What if I can't write this scene or this chapter or this entire novel the way I have dreamed of writing it? Mm. I think for a lot of writers, and it, it might be some nuanced version of what I'm saying here, but it's some form of negative thinking that's causing us to hesitate. Yeah. Because really we hesitate because we don't know if it's going to go right. We don't know if something will go wrong 
or if something will not go according to plan, right. if it will end up being a waste of time. So all of those things are negative um, mental formations that we've allowed ourselves to generate one way or another. Mm. And because we've accepted those and allowed our mind to sort of dwell on those thoughts, now it creates this sort of negative feeling, this tightness in our chest when we think about going to write. Mm-hmm. And I know I can speak from experience here, and I feel like you probably can too, of maybe you've been waiting to write this certain scene, or maybe you have felt stuck on this certain scene. So now you have this pattern of like, oh, I don't know if this will be a good experience. Yeah. And so you're already projecting this potential negative outcome onto your writing session that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's like you're intimidating yourself. Yes. Yeah, I see so many writers do this, and I used to do this as well. I try to stop myself whenever I catch myself doing this, is like overthinking and intimidating yourself about the whole thing. Like Mm -hmm. you have these very specific expectations of what it will be. Intimidation is a good word for it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's really what you're doing. You're intimidating yourself. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like this... um, it's, it's really like you versus yourself, you right. know, um, right. and it's literally just all in your mind. But if you can take away those expectations and take away that intimidation factor of like, it has to be perfect. It has to be this specific thing. It has to feel this certain way when I'm writing it, like just explore and enjoy the process of what it is. Right. It doesn't have to be a certain thing. Like, and, and I, I know that we all like have this sort of expectation of what the perfect writing day looks like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, at least for myself, I am a bit of an idealist. And when I go into an, a writing day, I want the ideal writing day and I want everything to go perfectly and <laughs> to just be in flow, be in the zone, be in the writing mood and have everything that I write just kind of flow out of me naturally. But that's not every writing day. And the quality of the work isn't necessarily dependent on the process. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've learned a lot over the past year, really, um, and have just adapted my writing process to be, you know, even if I get interrupted, it's okay because the capacity is always there within you, you know, the gift is always there. Even when you don't feel it, knowing, having that knowledge. Right. Knowledge is greater than feeling, you know I mean? Knowledge is greater than emotion. So knowing in your heart that you have this capacity to create within you, even on days when you don't feel like it, you have to allow that inner knowledge to override that temporary emotion of yeah. not being sufficient. And one thing that really helps me with that, and you can tell me if you do this too, is going back and reading some of your own work, mm-hmm. usually from the same project, but it can be from other projects as well. Um, just to kind of reaffirm of like, I wrote that, that was good, that mm-hmm. was creative, that was inspired, that was unique. And to sort of impress yourself in yes. a way, yes. <laughs> remind yourself that what you do is a gift. What you do is special. It's something that nobody else has. And you are 
fully equipped to do that again and better, <laughs> you know, to work at this, the same, to provide, to produce the same quality of work and even better because with every word you write, you're gaining experience. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, that's a really good reminder is just, even if it's the previous chapter, a couple chapters um, ago, of whatever I wrote, uh, just, it's a nice affirmation to look mm -hmm. at some of the scenes that you really enjoyed writing and to reaffirm that this creativity and this genius came from you. So, yes. so that hasn't, it's not like it disappears, you know, exactly. just because you're not in the writing mood that day or whatever. And I find that to be very motivational. Um, and that helps me to push through procrastination a lot of times because sometimes we procrastinate just because we don't have the feeling like the muse isn't right. here exactly and you don't need the muse you right. are the muse right the muse is really i mean it can be cute imagery but it mm -hmm. it makes for a frustrating life experience if you're yeah. if you're thinking of you know this creativity is something outside of me that temporarily comes and goes when it's not it really is not it's yeah. within you already. That capacity is always there. This is your life. And how you create is a direct reflection of everything else going on in your life. And I think sometimes we can hesitate and shy away from writing because we're expecting it to be this disjointed thing. We're expecting it to always be perfect, to always be this idealized experience, when in fact it's going to be a reflection of everything else we're doing in our lives. If we're in a state of feeling drained emotionally, perhaps even physically or spiritually, we're going to see that reflected in how we create. So sometimes we get frustrated and we want to procrastinate and put our writing off because we feel like we won't be able to create something that's energized and idealized and perfect. And sometimes you won't if you feel completely burned out. So it's not so much, you know, why can't this writing session be perfect? We need to pull back and look at, well, how can I make myself feel more fulfilled, more healthy, more whole. And then when I bring that health, that wholeness, that refreshed perspective to my writing or to my creative project, it will reflect in your creative session. So often when I feel not inspired to write or a writing session just does not turn out the way I want it to, I don't feel as in flow as other times, I've found that perhaps I am not taking care of myself in another area. Perhaps I'm stressed out over something else. If my mind is distracted thinking about unfinished projects or a hefty to-do list, I won't be able to dive into that creative mode as easily. Right. Or if I've just spent 10 minutes meditating and getting super calm, super at ease, I've allowed all the troubles of the day to sort of wash out of my mind, I feel grounded and at peace and I can create from a much more centered place of stillness mentally. 
which I actually have a seven day writer's meditation course. If you're interested in that, they're short meditations designed specifically for writers to help get you in that headspace because I've found it to be so helpful. Even if you're someone who's like, I don't meditate, that's not my thing. I highly recommend you try them because these are specifically for boosting your creativity, tapping into that flow state because it's truly something that we can help ourselves get into. It's not something we have to wait for the, you know, creative spirits to move a certain way. We can tap into that with our own actions and how we're looking after ourselves. And I think realizing that will already help you to stop putting it off mm -hmm. because we're putting off writing because we feel like it might not be the experience we're hoping it will be. But when you realize you're the one in control of your own creativity, how you're fueling yourself, mind, body, spirit, is affecting how you are able to create what you are able, able to give to the world, it's so liberating. Yeah, it really is. And you need, you need that. You need to fill your creative cup in order to pour from it. And that's really the goal here is like, you want to give something, you know, and you can only give what you have extra of, mm -hmm. you know, um, because you become a creator of that. And if you don't have enough, even for yourself, then you don't have that joy and that passion to create something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I think a lot of our um, community around this podcast and your videos looks at you and they're like, you know, I've seen so many people say to you like, Abby, you know, you do so much. How do you manage all of it? And I think, and like you can, talk about this in your own words, obviously, but I think you're able to do that and create as much as you create because of the like boundaries and the types of fuel that you're putting into your life to help yeah. you be able to create the way you do because you're not just pushing yourself right. all the time. Right. Because that's what leads to burnout and, and that feeling of burnout is what causes us to put <laughs> creating off, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so okay. what would you say, like your personal routine, how do you think that affects how you create? That definitely affects it for sure. Yeah. And having boundaries, like you said, that's a big thing. And just recognizing for me, it's like recognizing what gives me life and joy <laughs> you know what what renews my creativity and my excitement for life mm -hmm, feeds yeah. your soul what feeds my soul <laughs> and like paying attention to those things and making sure that I prioritize them in some way um during my weekly life and not putting off those things until I finish a project or whatever meet yeah. a deadline because if you do that then you probably won't meet the deadline. At least that's what I find with, in my experience, I usually end up burning out before I can get to the deadline because I've like deprived my soul of what it craves the most right. for so long, you know? Yeah. So, and also have, for me, it's, it's having, um, like downtime to yourself. Right. Cause even in, even with being a writer, being an author, being a video creator, creator where you are, kind of doing everything just virtually and yeah. in your, you know, in your office, you're filming, you're editing by yourself, you're writing by yourself. So there's a lot of alone time, but it's still very, very giving, you know, you're still mm. giving a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's still yeah. very demanding. 
of, of yeah. energy, energetically right. demanding. Yeah. So even even though it might be sol- kind of solitary, kind of a lonely art, you're still um, pouring so much energy into it that mm-hmm. I find I need time to rebuild my energy. Um, and you can kind of self-examine what those things are for you because every person will be different. But a lot of times the things that feed my soul are completely different than what I do for work all the time. And, you know, they're usually something more playful, playful and not too serious, something that I don't take myself too seriously doing it, you know. Um, and whatever you do that you feel like you're really present, you're like fully present in the moment and you're enjoying life and just prioritizing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked what great. you were saying about how you have to feel yourself on the way to the the deadline or the goal and you can't wait and put that off for like oh i'll do those things that make me happy when i accomplish that it's kind of like saying i'll put fuel in my car when i get to the destination (laughs) well you might run out of fuel (laughs) along the way because you really have to continuously fuel along that journey to even arrive at the destination that's a great analogy yeah, that yeah. came to me as you were saying that because I'm like, that's that's yeah. so true. Yeah, it, it's, it is. And so look at those things as being important. You know, those, those things, you should prioritize them because they are vital to you even yeah. achieving your goal. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a distraction. It's not like, oh, I don't have time to do that. I know it's so easy to fall into that, mm-hmm. that pattern of I don't have time to do this because... I have so much going on or my schedule is so busy, but try to make time for it because what will cost you even more time is breaking down Mm -hmm. on the side of the road. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And and try having to call someone to bring you fuel. So don't let that happen. Um, That's something that kind of avoiding burnout, strategically setting up your lifestyle to avoid burnout will help you to be more creative, which is fuel to your creative fire and will help you to not procrastinate so like all these things are connected and i like that we're taking this more holistic approach to this Mm -hmm. topic because i think a lot of motivational advice that you find is more like just do it just muscle through it (laughs) which sounds good and you can get hyped on it when you're watching like a five minute video with like inspirational stock footage and like really loud epic trailer music but then when that video is done and push comes to shove and you're actually in the session not having a good time that fades pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and so rather than forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do or doesn't feel right doesn't feel good Flip the question on its head and ask yourself how can I make this something that I actually love doing Something that I actually look forward to doing. And I'm not saying don't push through discomfort because sometimes you should, but isn't it a better question to ask yourself, how can I, how can I change my perspective on this thing so that I'm not looking at, looking at it as something that's uncomfortable? How can I look at this instead? How can I flip the script and look at this as actually, wow, if I look at this from a different perspective, it's something that I'm really looking forward to doing. Mm-hmm. Not something that, oh, I'm dreading this, but I'm going to make myself do it. Can we, can we change that perspective to be, 
you know what, this is actually a brand new experience and I have no idea what today will bring. And this could be the most incredible writing session I've ever had if I just take off these expectations and limiters that I've allowed myself to put yeah. on this idea of what this should be. And chances are you started writing because it was the thing that made you the happiest in all the world. Right. Like, just think about well that said. for a minute. Like, you probably started writing because you're like, this makes me genuinely happy. So when, when did that pivot? <laughs> Where along the road did you start to take it so seriously that you're now intimidating yourself and procrastinating on something that you used to love doing that would make you just happy to do it? Right. And could you go back to those beginnings, that beginner's mindset of, I'm just doing this for fun. I'm just doing this because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and, and maybe it's something someone said about your work that you've allowed a negative comment to completely eclipse those previously happy times yeah. that now you're looking at through someone else's lens. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the greatest artists some of the greatest artists that have been on this earth had to ignore a lot of people who told them that they were no good, yeah. <laughs> not great at what they did. And, and so if you're having to do that, if you're having to ignore criticism or words of you're not good enough, you are among some of the greatest artists <laughs> that have ever lived yeah. automatically. True. Yeah. And if you persevere through that, that's... That's what really separates the serious writers from writers who are easily disappointed and discouraged mm-hmm. and give up. You know, right. it's sad that it's sad that so many writers do give up on themselves because it's really just a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, you literally just have to change the way you're thinking about it, thinking about your own writing. Right. And if you feel like, well, I don't have enough positive people around me telling me that my writing is good. Hang out on mine and Abby's channels. Watch this podcast every week. Hang out in the comments section and see all the inspirational comments from other writers. Surround yourself with content that is going to inspire you. Yeah. And just I'll only allow that into your soul and let go of the other stuff that is dragging you down. Let go of the content and the words that are no longer serving you. There's no need to hang on to those because it's not doing you any good and it's not doing anyone else any good. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, you start looking at it through somebody else's perspective, somebody else's lens, and they may be looking at you through their own goals or their own, you know, however they measure success. (laughs) which isn't necessarily how you measure success. Like who is to say who is really successful at an art? You know, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're a person who's enjoying your art and you're literally deriving joy from this practice and you're creating something you're proud of, that to me is the ultimate success. Exactly. Especially if the thing that you make is now positively affecting other people, you are still going to get one star reviews. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Who cares as long as somebody is positively impacted by what you created. And when you look at so many different movements in the art world, and I'm going to use paintings as an example here because I really enjoy things about paintings, but 
when you look at some of the great painters, even like Vincent van Gogh and all the criticism he had to endure of people who told him like, these paintings are ugly. They are not up to anyone's standards. No one should be painting like this. This is fake. This is not good enough. This cannot even be considered art. Hmm. Also people like Picasso, huge criticism, very controversial, tons of controversy around his paintings. But, you know, <laughs> imagine if those artists had listened. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Wow. Thank you. I'm never painting again. We would have some pretty empty museums. Yeah. And think about all the, the celebration around these different artists' work that were heavily criticized and told that what they were doing was worthless and an abomination to the art world. Yeah. But they, what they had was something different and new. And yes, of course, some people didn't like it, but it was actually going to take on a life of its own and become this incredible gift to the world that would impact so many people's lives. So you have to look at what you're doing is like that too. What you're doing is going to change someone's life someday. It's going to become someone's favorite book of all time. Like they can't wait to see it become a movie. They're going to be making fan art of it and sending it to you. Do you really want to stop now and let those few negative comments stop you. Yeah. <laughs> because those people, they're not going to support your work anyway. They were never going to be fans of you. Mm -hmm. So let's not spend all our energy trying to cater to the few people who were never even going to be our people anyway. That's yeah. not your audience. Don't feel like you have to make everyone like your work because no, not everyone is going to like your work and that's okay. We can let go of the need to have to please everybody. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely, 100%. If you're pleasing everyone, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. Chances are you're, you're, not, um, you're not sticking by, you're not being true to yourself. You're not sticking true to your, you know, your Your, your core values. Yeah, yeah. Your, your core and, and the unique things that make your talent special. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's all about shifting the way you look at your own work and yourself and nurturing your mind, your soul, but also enjoying the process, enjoying the practice as an active journey, not mm -hmm. really as something that you're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to reach a deadline or trying to um, reach a certain goal. So stop intimidating yourself. Right. That's kind of the bottom line is like, don't let others intimidate you and don't intimidate yourself because you're, you'll get nowhere fast if you do that. You can use that same energy to motivate yourself by feeding your soul, remembering all the things you love about writing and doing it in such a way that you used to, like doing it for the joy of it, doing it to make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to return to that. I Absolutely. think that's the biggest takeaway here. So important. And that's going to help you overcome those feelings of wanting to put your writing off, wanting to procrastinate on sitting down and working mm -hmm. on your book, whether it's the initial first draft or edits or even publishing your book, those feelings of hesitancy that are being caused by negative thoughts that are only in your mind. Letting go of those negative thoughts is going to just propel you closer and closer to your writing dream being fulfilled. Yeah. Well said. Awesome. So hopefully you guys have been inspired and motivated 
by this discussion? If so, comment below and let us know what you thought. We would love to hear from you guys. We always love to hear what you think of these discussions and we love to hear about your writing journeys as well. Kate and I have some exciting stuff coming up this year. We're super excited for lots of new content that we're gonna release um, both with the podcast and on our individual brands. I'm really excited for a live training that I'm doing this weekend, which is all about editing. So if you're procrastinating on editing, now is the time to get started because this live training is going to be awesome. It's going to dive into my whole editing process, start to finish, from first draft edits, messy revisions, to line editing, um, to finding a professional editor and beta readers and just all of it, start to finish the whole process. So if you have a messy but full of potential manuscript that you want to take the next step on, take a next step towards publishing, you're definitely not going to want to miss this live training. That's happening Saturday. Um, January 21st, I believe it's the 21st. Now I'm doubting whether it's the 20th or the 21st. I think it's the 21st. <laughs> put it down in the description. <laughs> yes, well. we will put the link in the description so you can save your spot at the live training. It'll be happening at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I hope to see you guys there. So click the link below this video to save your spot at the live training. Abby and I also have a book that we've been working on together, a new series that we're slowly progressing towards publishing. And so if you wanna keep updated on when we will begin to talk about the release of this book, make sure you sign up to be on our mailing list of the inner circle so you'll hear updates as we get closer and closer to getting ARC readers and all kinds of fun stuff that we'll be doing leading up to the launch, plus updates on how the writing process is going. So make sure you sign up for that below. We're really excited about it. It's our first co-write that we're going to be launching into the world together. We're pretty stoked about it. It's so exciting. It you is. guys are gonna love it. I'm so looking forward to releasing it Me and too. releasing more information about it. It's gonna be fun. So yeah, stay tuned for all of that exciting new content coming at you guys very soon. Um, subscribe to Kate's channel. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, go to Kate's YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash K-A Emmons. And you can see all the video versions of our podcast. Also, if you're on an audio platform, give us a nice rating. We always appreciate those so much. Comment, tell us what you thought of this episode. We love to hear your thoughts. And thank you again to our amazing patrons. If you get value out of this podcast, consider going to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and helping us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Until then, stay stoked and rock on.